0: Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off the Bench podcast, and here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Yes, I know I always start like that, but I get so excited. Every single week, I've got you know just a new guest that's doing a, another great thing for the world and it just really it thrills me to bits you know I think when I started this podcast I was going to do just people who have um, started something up and you, you know a, and talk to you about what challenges they went through but it's kind of evolved from that and we're getting all these amazing people who are just doing amazing things and I just want to inspire you so much and 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 speaking of just uh, starting something up because of a situation so sometimes we we uh, have something in our head that goes around and around for years you know even months or years and we don't know where to start other times things come to us out of necessity you know something triggers in our life and uh you know we we feel like hey wait a minute somebody should do something about this and then it's kind of well hang on a minute I'm somebody I should do something about this and this is exactly what's happened for this guest Rachel Deube and she is buddy magnificent what she's done is so needed but it's come from a situ- situation of adversity so let me just tell you about her first Rachel describes herself as an average lady and a single mum trying to do the best she can. I think she's doing a bit better than that, but let's let's keep going. In February this year, like any other day, she headed out to the supermarket in her hometown of Pittsburgh, but this time things were different. Two men had decided to target and stalk her. She was suddenly scared for her life and more scared that her kids may not have a mother if she didn't somehow make her way out of this terrifying situation. After a few days of being scared, even in the safety of her own home, which is, re- which is really terrifying when you think about that, she knew she had to look for the silver lining and find a way to reduce the chance of this type of thing happening to others. So by March, Rachel had founded Whispering Force. That's only a month later. It's, and what Whispering Force is self-defense classes for women and girls. Despite being challenged by a lack of spare time to run this program, and we all know how that feels, Rachel says there's no choice. The community needs to be safe. I never want any woman or child to feel fear in their own community and that they cannot take care of themselves. Wow, this this is this is fantastic. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you very much for having me, Karen. Oh, it's my pleasure it's um you know i'm just saying at the start it's uh you know people do think about ideas for years and years and years and never do them and sometimes it takes that you know that terrifying push or that sort of that that scare of your life you know to to get you into action and to do things and i think what by doing that you know you you actually realize really quickly that you can do something you
1: know it's um that's exactly right
0: yeah, I think it's amazing. It's amazing what you've done. So, where are you now? In sunny Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: It actually feels like summer here today. It's 87 degrees and beautiful.
0: Well, 87. So, we're in Australia and we have uh, Celsius. So, I don't know. I can't convert that, but it's about, uh, I don't know. It's nice.
1: <laughs> we'll just it yeah, it's out. nice
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice temperature. <laughs> well, it's <That's> uh, great. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what that is, but anyway, it really doesn't matter. It's warm and nice and beautiful. So, yeah. Great. So, um, this Whispering Force, you know, sounds exciting and, and everything else. Tell us about, like, the, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want you to relive it, but I do because I want people to understand um, what happened and, and how important what you're doing is. So, tell us about how uh, Whispering Force was founded. What happened? Well, like you said, um, I went into a store. I
2: dropped my children off at a youth group, and it was in February, so even though it was 6 o'clock dinner time, it was already pitch black outside because it was winter. Um, and I basically went into the store. You know, I had three different errands I had to run, and, you know, in three different spots of the store, to make a long story short, I kept seeing these men. Um, the first time, there was only one of them, and I was like, wow, that he doesn't look like, a shopper, like he just didn't look like he belonged, you know, or he was mm-hmm. doing anything. Um, the second time I was in the back of the store getting dog treats for the puppy, and he walked by, but the this other man also walked behind him, and I was like, "What was that all about?" And it was the first time I, I kind of felt that chill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the third spot, which a whole different spot in the store, and they kind of cornered me into the aisle. They both walked on the outside, and they it's like they wanted me to know, but without doing anything about it, and um, I thought, okay, it's time to get out of here. I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal. I'm not going to be a drama queen. I'm going to check out. I'm going to go home, but I'm going to do it in a safe way. So I was mm-hmm. at self-checkout, and I looked all around me, and I didn't see them. I thought, okay, they're just some creeps that thought they were flirting, but, you know, they were scaring me. Um, I walked out, and that was my fault. I should have followed my instinct. and I tell all of the women I know now, trust your instincts. Mm -hmm. Because when I walked out, I was mostly at my car, and, um, you know, I heard someone walking behind me, and then I heard the shuffling of feet and the yelling, don't get in your car, there's something on your tire. And Mm -hmm. uh, I turned around, and I saw one of them standing there coming towards me quick. But the second one was standing behind him with his hands in his pocket kind of watching the scene happen. Um, And it was very frightening. I was so scared. I couldn't even speak like I couldn't yell. And I've never had that in my life where you actually couldn't get a sound out. Mm. Um, So it does happen. And I consider myself a pretty strong woman, but it was terrifying for that moment. So it was cold and it's the only reason I had my keys in my hand because I don't like to be cold. So I get them out. I wanted to jump in the car. Thank God I had my keys out because I was able to at least press the panic button. And I never even looked behind me. He could have been an inch behind me. He could have been a foot behind me. I literally jumped in that car and sped out. I could have hit people on my way out. I was so scared. Um, and I traveled my neighborhood for a while because I didn't know if someone was following me or got my license plate or anything. So a couple of days later, after I didn't leave the house, um, I realized you're a single mom. This one needs basketball practice. This one needs soccer practice. You can't mm. stay inside. And uh, I put out there, I had a meeting for work and I went to the meeting, shook up like no, no other, but I got through it. When I got home, I locked the door, I put my thing on uh, the security, and I went on Facebook to a mom's page that I'm on, and I basically just said, hey, this is, you know, I didn't say exactly what happened. I just said, two men scared the living hell out of me last night. I will never feel like this again. Who wants to take a self-defense class with me? And that's all I put, meaning like who wants to take one? Within two hours, I had over 200 comments asking if I was spearheading it. Are you doing this, Rachel? You're perfect for this. Oh my gosh, I'm in. And I was like, what just happened? (laughs) Um, It took a life of its own just through one post and I decided to roll with it. So I basically had a news station that wanted to do a news story on the single professional working mother who decided to Um, find the silver lining in a scary situation and make an impact in her community so that was exciting I had hotels in different places giving wanting to like talk to me about working with space and location Um, so within a week I was going on all of these you know, meetings trying to make it happen. And someone's like, you have to come up with a name for this. And I'm like, seriously, they're like, yeah, because if this gets big and we're, you know, and you're having all of these classes once a month, you want to call it something. I'm like, you know what, you're absolutely right. So one night I was just sitting in bed and it came to me so easy, I can't even tell you. Like most people are like, they're looking up acronyms and different things for words they want. It came to me so easy, uh, whispering force, because women are very quiet, but we've all have stories to tell once we feel comfortable. And we can be a force to be reckoned with if we have the right technique and education behind us. So, boom, it was like an automatic thing. And then I decided to use the butterfly. My grandmother passed a couple of years ago, and it was insane because I basically was talking to her while thinking of the logo. I'm like, Graham, what do you think of Whispering Force? a butterfly pin that she gave me years and years ago was in a jewelry box, but all of a sudden it fell onto my floor. Wow. Like There's no rhyme or reason for it to fall onto my floor. It's never fallen out of the jewelry box. And I decided, after I cried, um, I decided to make the butterfly part of the logo, but actually make it the butterfly effect because Mm -hmm. that means that small changes equals a greater impact. And that's exactly what I wanted these sessions, uh, to mean to everybody. I wanted them to understand that one small thing that you do can create a much better or bigger impact for your life and for the ones of your loved ones. And so I had, yeah, I had a friend of mine who does graphic designing, make the logo for me and off we went running. Um,
0: and we had the first session, wow. you know, scheduled and ready to go. I love that. And I love the butterfly effect. And you're so, you're so right. Just one small action can make such a massive difference, you know, and it's it, it affecting so many people. And I love what you're saying about that story that, you know, well, I, I, I hate how it happened, you know, that, that it's such a shame that uh, women should feel like this. And it, it's so... Um, it disappoints me so much that that men can behave like this, you know, in the community, that there there shouldn't even be a need, you know, for women to have to feel like this or to have to set up projects like this. However, the reality is that this is the way life is and, um, you know, I I think it's great for women to do that. I remember taking a self-defence course years and years ago and uh, we had to – so we learned from these two policemen, you know, and they were the instructors and we went, mm-hmm. we had to go up against kickboxes and they deliberately put kickboxes in there because they were, they, they weren't kind to us. Do you know, they really gave us, gave us a bit, not kicking, but you know, they pinned us down in, in this dark alleyway. So we had to go in this dark alley next to the hall and they, they jumped out and attacked us, do you know? And um, I remember, I remember, so we had to go in pairs and, one grabbed the girl that I was with, you know, partnered up with, and I kicked him in the back that damn hard and he went down and, and, and then the second one jumped out and pinned me down. Oh, wow. And, and I I was so... Um, I, I don't know what the word, I wasn't freaked out because I knew it was, you know, a made up situation, but I was so like, you will not freaking pin me down. And I flipped him over on his back and started punching into his head that hard. And they were, they were, oh. they were <laughs> but they, they wore those, um, uh, you know, like uh, protective sports helmets, you know, the protective over their helmet. ears and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so, you know, he was a bit safe. But the the instructor, I remember the instructor grabbing me saying, Okay, okay, I think you can defend yourself. <laughs> Leave him alone, you know. <laughs> but 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 it was I guess, you know, my adrenaline went up that fast and hard, you know, just even knowing that it was a fake scenario. So I can't imagine right. uh, what it would be like you know, in in a real um, situation, and like you say, uh, you, uh, you you panic. You know, like you you lose your voice, and and you can't imagine. You know, when you have a dream, you lose your voice. You know, you think you're screaming out in your dream, and nothing happens. But very few of us experience that in real life. Thank God. That's all I can say. You know, thank God. Right. But um, yeah, you did, and uh. Wow, you know, is your panic button, do you, you mean one of those uh, ones you press the button and it makes a big screeching sound, one of those ones?
1: Yeah, just the alarm on the car that keeps beeping oh, and that's wow. what I pressed on my keys. God, and you could have run over anybody, wow. Wow. Well, I'm,
0: and the other thing I wanted to say about this is that you know, notice how when you set up um a project, when you you say that's it, I'm doing it. The the universe, I always say this: decide to do something, and the universe conspires to make it happen. So you've gone right, I'm doing this, and all of a sudden you've got the instructors, you've got hotels, you've got people. Do do you know what? Everybody, everybody just lines up, everything aligns, and it, it works properly. And it's just it's 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 just meant to be. And I'm bloody. I applaud you for, for taking having the courage to do it. And I, I know that you're kind of thinking, well, I didn't have a choice because I've got to be safe and so do my kids. And But a lot of people sit back and wait for that other person to do it. So, you know, well done. Thank you. Yeah. And you were supposed to start, that was in February, the incident, and then you had it set up by March. And then you said, um, I'm going to start the first one in April, but, COVID has not been kind to any of us this year. It's been a terrible thing. So you you had when did you have your first one? When were you able to start?
2: So I made a, a Facebook page with Whispering Force, so people could keep watching, like the updates. So I had to keep going on video each month, like. Hey, guys, I hope everyone's safe and having fun with their family, but we need to reschedule again. (laughs) So unfortunately, we had to wait a while, but our launch was on um, July 19th. And it was incredible. We had the news station there, um, and we now have a news link about whispering Force. the instructors who were there. We had two classes because over in um, Pennsylvania, we can only have 25 people inside with CDC regulations because of COVID. So I made it into two sessions instead of one, but it was absolutely incredible. We even had a selfie station there named Marty who was going around taking pictures of everyone. Um, and, and it went into a whispering force frame for social media. So we had a wonderful time. I loved having my daughter and friends there
0: and, uh, you know, we're really
1: excited for the next one. Wow, that's
0: fantastic. And I love i love that you've just even made it a not-for-profit. That's, um, you know, that's really
1: taking the step to secure it for something permanent. It's wonderful. That's where I'm going towards. I'm trying to give back to nonprofits right now. But, yes, I
2: need to, what I need to do, you know, COVID has really pushed things back a lot. But that is my goal is to make Whispering Force a nonprofit. Um, there's a lot of steps behind it, and I need the right people, you know, to kind of push forward with me.
1: Um, yeah. But that
0: is that is definitely my goal. Ah, that's fantastic! And
1: so you you've got a second class coming up very soon. I do. So we were supposed to do it monthly, but we've decided to do it bi
2: monthly uh, monthly, just because of COVID and. You know, people feeling still a little uncomfortable around crowds and stuff. So we have the next one. We skipped August and we're doing September 20th. Yes. Um, and this one's very special to me because we first we have a Girl Scout troop coming. Um, so we have three classes September 20th uh, due to the CDC regulations, and we have a Girl Scout troop coming for the first time, which I am so excited about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: the next two are just the women and children, but we do have you know, a group coming from that have experienced domestic violence. And I was able through, um, you know, a donor, be able to give them the class for free so that wow. they could start empowering their life again and feeling inspired by all of this.
0: Mm. How fantastic. And it's, you know, I, I wonder how much domestic violence would actually reduce if women felt you know, I, I'm not saying that. Um, you know, if it reduced because women could bash men back, that's not what I'm thinking. But just if women right. felt stronger, you know, and felt like I don't have to put up with this because I know how to get myself out of this, I, I wonder how much it would reduce. And you know, it's such an important step, such an important step forward that you're taking, you know, to empower these women and 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 the sponsor. So somebody just um, come forward and said, "Yeah, I'll pay for that." That's a great idea. Yes. Um, I kind of put it out there to
2: some businesses that I've known through, you know, different aspects in my life and, you know, uh, working relationships and um, kind of told them my mission of how I want this to go. And they were like, okay, how much is, you know, how much is the class? So me and a friend of mine who's been working with me, she actually, um, Teresa, she runs a part of Damsel and Defense here. And so every class we have, she sells products like mace and stun guns and like tasers and these amazing things that look like everyday products but they actually protect you so um she's a big part of this with me and she helped me to kind of make a sponsorship form and they know how many women that they're going to help with how much money they want to donate
1: yeah wow that's fantastic isn't it yeah it's really exciting it's And the other thing about all of this is all of the
2: human trafficking and everything that's been happening with our children, these little girls and I am going to, it's going to be for boys too. My nine-year-old begged me to make it for little boys too. So it will be, Um, it's going to be women and children basically. But these, you know, these children, they need to be able, I don't care if it's one swift movement they learned at Whispering Force, they need to have something where they have a couple seconds of a getaway. That's, that's just needed. And it's, yeah, it's
0: a hundred percent important these days. It's so uh, it's kind of shocking. I I remember doing a talk in two thousand and fifteen, and I talked about you know one point two million kids per year being trafficked, and you know I don't know you know for some reason I thought it was in countries that you know where the laws were not quite so good, you know, and these kids were slipping through mm-hmm. the um through the gaps. But last year I was in um in America, and you know I was in it's irrelevant really but in Michigan I started and then I went down I I flew down to Atlanta down to Georgia Mm -hmm. but down to Atlanta and as I got um as I was getting I got off the plane and I went on the little train you know in the the airport there and there was these announcements you know uh, because of the high rate of child trafficking if you see uh, any suspicious behavior and I sat there stunned I was like What? Like, you know, because I'd seen something in Michigan. Yeah, I'd seen something in Michigan, but it was kind of like, it just looked like a warning, you know, child trafficking. I thought, well, that's good. Isn't it good that they're being proactive? But what really, really struck me when I heard this announcement, I thought, what the hell? What the hell am I hearing? You know, this is is a civilised country, a developed country, and we've got child trafficking? And, And when... I was staying with friends in Atlanta, and, and when he picked me up, I said that was the first thing I said to him. What the hell's with this announcement on the train? Like, what? Why? You know, why are they focused on child trafficking? And he said, yeah, this this Atlanta one of the biggest cities for child trafficking. And I said, I don't even understand that. Like, how wh- ha- how does this happen? Where do they where do these where do they find these kids? Like, this is un- I, and I was I was flabbergasted. Like, you know that that in America. He was telling me there was but he got hundreds of thousands of kids, you know, trafficked
1: in America. I can't, I still can't fathom that. It's 800,000 in the U.S. right now, a year. A year, 800,000. A year and 2 million, 2 million in the, in the, yeah, 2 million in the world. So that is nearly half of the kids in the whole world are being trafficked in America. That, that is, That that's mind-blowing, like... Oh, that makes me. It makes me sick. That's actually. why things have to be done differently. Yeah, I agree. But, well, I, I was. You know, I think this is where we
0: we live in sheltered lives. You know, for for us in Australia, like I'm sure I'm I'm sure it happens here. You, you know, I can't say that Australia doesn't because clearly there's things that happen that you're not um, made aware of. But I think it, that's something that I had not even. Had, hadn't even entered my mind, you know, until I sat on that train and mm-hmm. and then I was I started looking at everybody, you know, looking at everybody like, oh God, do you look like a
1: are you a child? You you know, it makes you really wary of everybody around you. It does. It definitely does. They say not to not to trust a lot of people
2: anymore. You just have to be being aware is the most important thing we can do right now.
0: And isn't that sad? Isn't it yes. such a. You know, it's, um, you know, we've got, we've got all of these things happening and we've got COVID that's, you know, keeping everybody apart and which is, which is fine because we don't want to, you know, don't want to spread it or anything, but it's, um, it, the world is becoming so disconnected and we're losing that, that human trust, the human connection, you know, valuing each other. And it's such a shame if we, we can't work together and support each other and be there for each other and
1: have community, you know, we're in a lot of trouble that's why the ones that understand that need to step up and even do something bigger because
2: some people are becoming hermits and the ones that are strong and the ones that want to do better for the world, they have to step it up even more to make sure that those kind of things don't happen. And we still stay in communication with each other. And we still stay open to love and trust one another in some way, shape or form because we can't let these things disappear.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have, Um, I also run Girls With Hammers and we have a, a yearly conference and we couldn't do it this year because of COVID. And, you know, we we have never run an online event before and we had the whole, oh shit, we don't know what to do. But we did one the other day and oh, well, a couple of weeks ago. And it was fantastic. And it's that, that it really brought back that sense of community, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. we do, we provided our conferences. And so now we're going to do one every month or two, you know, just because we realized, um, we realized how desperately uh, people, women needed this connection, you know, and so you're right. It's just that stepping up and backing yourself and, you know, doing that little extra bit and, and sometimes yeah. we think we can't, but when we actually do it, we can. And
1: that's the, you know, that's the beauty of all this. We, everybody can do it. One step at a time and just be brave enough to put your voice out there. Because if we even change
2: one
0: person's lives, that's all that matters. I agree. I agree. I remember, you know, I used to sing. Well, I, yeah, I used to sing in um, pubs, hotels, you know, and this, I remember these uh, guys, I played just me playing guitar and singing and a a drummer. And I remember there was this cricket team and they were so obnoxious. You know, they were swearing and throwing beer at each other and fighting and, you know, they were just being utter pigs. And I, I remember saying to my drummer, "I am gonna whack my guitar over one of their heads in a minute. Are they making me so angry? What's the point of us being here? You know, what's the point of us standing up here singing, trying to be happy while those jerks are behaving like that?" And he said to me, "Look at that lady right at the very back in the green green top." And I, I looked at her, and he said, "You're doing it for her." And I'll never forget that. You know, like, and it's really instilled in me that. If, if your actions change the life of one person then then you're successful you know and it exactly took a bunch of jerks for me to learn that but you know it was a great learning but... <laughs> eventually everyone learns it it just takes a while <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good so um you you say that um. You know, in the, in the thing, stuff I was reading about you, you said that whispering force is stemming from a lot of things in your life and
1: you, you knew it was something you had to do. What, what's behind that? Well, I always wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, some people are very quiet with their stories, but I feel like
2: ever since I've told my story, um, it's helped a lot of people because when people realize that you have empathy and you actually understand, they'll open up more and that can change mm. their world. Um, So basically, you know, just the story of an abused child, you know, um, I had an alcoholic father, you know, I was sexually abused, I was abused in other ways. um, And he ended up, uh, he ended up dying on a motorcycle drunk when I was seven, and then my world changed from then on. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. I have a stepfather who became my adoptive father who is a godsend um, to our lives. And so Mm -hmm. I can honestly just say, I understand, you know, to this day, what it feels like to feel that way to feel like you can't do anything, you're helpless, you're hurting, but your soul is disappearing when something like this happens to you. It's like you Mm -hmm. literally feel like you are becoming a shell of who you are. And Mm -hmm. I've had to deal with those feelings first as a child under you know, major therapy once they my parents knew what happened, because at first I hid it for years. Um, Mm. And then I started having nightmares. And I didn't even know I was hiding it. It was literally subconsciously hidden. And it Mm. took tons of therapy to get it out. And so now, unfortunately, I can see everything that has happened to me. But I also know how I've worked through it. And being Being a victim, I'll say a survivor of those incidences, I chose to be a teacher. I wanted to protect children as soon as I could. Um, I noticed different things with kids that I taught and was able to get them out of bad situations. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this just all came full circle when it came to whispering force. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about what happened to me. It's about what happens to you know the teenager who has a controlling boyfriend it's about the one that goes to college and gets gang raped um it's about the child that the uncle is doing something it's the woman that has a horrible husband it's so many related things in violence and Mm. that's what this is about it's not one it's about the entire group of violence and what we can do to protect ourselves
0: Oh, I love the passion in your voice. You, you know, when you started talking about it and you started like, you know, it's for this and it's for that, you, you, you had so much power in your voice, you know, and so much determination. I, it, it's wonderful. You know, what, are you still a teacher now? No, I stopped teaching when I still
2: have my certification, but I stopped teaching when I had my little girl. I knew in my heart of hearts when I became a mother that that's what I wanted to do. So after I had Hannah... Um, I literally did some different things entrepreneur style. You know, I started a airbrush spray tanning company. I worked for a health and wellness company. I was an ad exec for a magazine. Um, I've done a little bit of it all and it's all come full force to where I'm at right now. And I'm happy for every single opportunity I've got because it basically has made me where I'm at now. I'm comfortable speaking. I'm not scared of people um, you know, all kinds of different things that you pull out of your journey that become a greater part of your journey.
0: That's so true. We talk about this on, on so many of these podcasts, you know, we talk about all the, all the things that have happened in your past that, uh, that at the time you may or may not like them, but they're all stepping stones, you know, that they're all building your journey. And it's, um, and, and, all the skills that you develop along the way, even in jobs that you hate, you know, that you're developing yep. such amazing skills to and and, and it's wonderful when and, and I, you know, I, I pray for this for every single person is it's wonderful when you get to a point in your life and you go, this is what I'm here for. This is it, you know. This is this moment, which is exactly what you're doing. You know, this this is the big moment. This is the one where I, I can use everything yeah. I've got to change so many lives. And but are you? Um, I know that you. You know, you're talking about oh, the kids have got to go to basketball and they've got to go to youth group and soccer. And I've got to run around here and I've got to you know earn some money at the same time doing whatever job I'm happen to do at the minute. How are you fitting Whispering Force in as well?
2: Um compartmentalizing very well. (laughs) Um, I'm a good juggler. I'm I am really good at time management, you know, my kids will always come first. But I mean, two seconds before you're calling me and emailing me, I'm making chicken nuggets real quick. I mean, it's just sometimes you multitask where I'm doing mom things. But the kids have watched me be an entrepreneur since the day they were born. Um, So they kind of just work with it, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. They don't come in screaming past me and doing certain things. So when I say I have to work for an hour on Whispering Force and then mommy has to get on a podcast and then I have a tan at eight o'clock, they are like, cool, you know, do you need us to go to bed by ourselves tonight? Um, Can I grab a snack on my own? So I think you just work it into your daily schedule.
1: And if you love what you do and you have the respect of your household as a team, it will work. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And I think if anything's important
0: enough, you will find the time no matter what. You know, I think we waste a lot of time scrolling on Facebook. Yeah. that could that could be better used but it's 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 great that you're saying you know like you've been an entrepreneur in so many ways and and it it just goes to show that you know getting off the bench is nothing new to you you know it's it's kind of like well this has to be done and that has to be done and this is the way we're going to do it and kids
1: this is how you become an entrepreneur (laughs) exactly exactly and it's cute to watch some of the things that they have done Tyler put a yard sale out the other day and
2: just did a yard sale for his old stuffed animals just to make some money. Oh. And Hannah has done like <laughs> these jelly bracelets and gave a percentage back to an autistic center close by. It's pretty amazing to watch some of the things because they've seen me do so much.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. It's, the, it's all about the role modeling, isn't it? And It really is. Yeah, so when you do get up and you say, "Hey, this needs to change," I'm going to do something about this. Your kids are watching you, but when you um go round and round and round, you know, I don't, oh, I don't know what to do. I hate my job. You know, I've got to do this. They're listening. Kids are listening to every little thing you say, and it's right. It's, how do you want a role model you know so that I, I think your job as a parent is you know not to be their best friend and all that your job as a parent is to raise functional adults you know raise kids That's so right. that they can be be functional be happy you know make choices learn learn how to think and not what to think and yeah I think and well, you have a very think,
2: small window where it's you know nature versus nurture I mean you can only nurture them for so long and then nature takes over and it's their Mm. friends and it's the outside world so you really have to be a big part of that so that you're always Mm. on their mind when they're going to make an important decision
0: yeah yeah oh I agree now and you um I see that you're wanting to grow
1: Whispering Force as a franchise and and move into many many cities all around the states I would absolutely love that. I mean, to be very honest and hard
2: on the sleeve, I have no idea how to do that. But I figured with still connecting with so many people. And when this whole COVID thing ends and everything like that, the right people will will take part in what I'm trying to do. Because I think, you know, calling it whispering force, but being able to be in other cities all around the world, that's only going to help a whole other you know, a whole other group of women and children. Um, I can only do what's up here, but if I have the right people and we can connect everybody all over the world with this, and especially, you know, that would be amazing. That would seriously be amazing. So you never know who's gonna hear something, see something and say, Rachel, I know how to do this. Let's do it. Cause I'll be right on board with it.
0: Mm, absolutely. And it's not, it's not impossible. You know there's franchises all around the world for so many things and this is such an important such an important thing and I, I can see women jumping on this but not just women men who also men who run businesses or, or who are in a position to help men who respect mm-hmm. women and, and re- recognize the need you know for this to happen it's just uh and then even um big companies too that are you know, run by women like there's the women CEOs are starting to you know take off a bit now and which is fantastic so there'll be a lot right. of companies too that uh, wanting to put their you know their they, they need to put a certain percentage into uh, you know helping the community so I reckon you'll get a, a it would be easy I'm not going to say you will but I reckon it would be easy to find Okay, I'm going to reframe that. Not easy to find, but I'm sure there will be a big company out there who who really wants to get behind it and get it moving,
2: right? Who understands the mission and is excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, You know, of course, with everything and homeschooling kids due to COVID and everything that's changed in the last six months, it's hard for me to make a lot of connections right now. But. You know, I always said, like, the connections seem to always come to me when when you're following the path you're supposed to be on, especially helping others, you know, God puts those right people in your path.
0: Mm. I, I so agree with that. It's just you know, if it's kind of like you should work hard, I always say this, you, sh- you should work hard, but it shouldn't be hard work. And if it's hard work, you know, you, you, you're probably not on the right path. But if you're working hard on the right path, everybody just comes, you know, the whole thing just exactly. unfolds as it should. And it's so wonderful. I can't wait to see it all around the world. I just wanted to go in Pittsburgh and then to the next you know then to the next town and then to the next town and you know just just keep spreading and oh, It'll be so amazing. Oh uh, it'll happen. It'll happen because it's um it's got such good energy behind it and such it's so needed, you know, and uh, no, it'll happen. Yeah. I, I can, I've, I can feel it in my bones. I don't know if that's any help to you, but I know. Oh, <laughs> <news. laughs> uh, I think it's, it's great. And you're so driven to make it happen. And I love that you're saying, um, I don't know, you know, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. I don't know how it's going to happen. And, um, I think that that's a lesson for people to hear and learn is that, um, you know, you can have a dream and you don't have to know how it's going to happen. You know, I think you sh- start sharing your vision and other people say, Hey, I know how to do that, exactly like you said. You know, so I think we get caught up a lot and in the I don't know how to do it. And then we stop, we freeze. And it's, That's um, right. it's a, it's such a shame because there's so many amazing things that could be out there making the world a better place um, because people have got so many gifts, but they stop because. They don't have the answers, but, well, we can only keep plugging away and, you you know, me doing this podcast and you doing your thing and other people doing their thing and it just, you know, people start to notice bit by bit and more and more people get on board and start believing in themselves. That's all we can
1: do.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this... This podcast is about getting off the bench, as you know, and you've done it um, multiple times. But but this time yeah. is is something you know, spectacular. I'm not saying anything else hasn't been great, but this is this is spectacular, you know, and it's uh, going to reach so many women. What what advice um would you give to people? you know, who have got that idea in their mind, they're thrashing it around, oh, I'd love to do this, that would be great for women, this would be great for kids, blah, 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 in their mind, but they don't know how to do it. Or people who have had something happen to them and sitting there saying, somebody should do something about that. What advice would you give?
2: I would honestly just tell them to get out of their own way because fear is their worst enemy and that comes from within themselves. Um, So as soon as they believe something and have the passion with it, you just have to take one step in front of the other. And if it's the path that they're supposed to be following, everything will happen as it's supposed to. Um, So really just getting out of their own way and following their passion and the mission for what they want to accomplish. And remembering that if we don't do something... Like, we're the selfish ones. That's how I try to think of it. Like, how could I mm. not start whispering forth? My own daughter now feels more empowered. Her friends feel more empowered. Um, these Girl Scouts coming next Sunday. It's incredible to me. How
0: selfish would I be if I didn't start this? Absolutely true. There's so much power in the um, one step at a time. And, and you're right about being selfish. You know, it's selfish to hold that stuff in definitely. So where can people find Whispering Force?
2: So if they go onto Facebook, they can just type the at sign and it's at Whispering Force, all one word, and that's our Facebook page. Um, they can also
0: email me at WhisperingForce at gmail.com. Fantastic. Well, I hope... um. You know, I don't know how big our audience is, but I, I know that it's growing each week and I, I, I hope there's somebody listening that is has a connection somewhere or, you know, knows somebody and and can can help you out with that because that would be incredible. And and I think it's you're exactly right. It's about just keep keep talking about it. Just keep putting the story out there, keep putting your requests and your dreams out there and,
1: and somebody will will attach to it. Yeah, i'm not going anywhere i have two children that are watching me i have two children i want protected and this
2: is this is much bigger than me now so it's going to keep moving forward whether it's small or large and i just pray that it it gets larger to just protect and and
1: take care and empower many more women and children Mm, i think it's wonderful i
2: just want everyone to stay aware um, wherever you're at in the world, find a self-defense class. And the one mistake I think people make is that they take one 10, 20 years ago and they think they're good. But our whole thing at Whispering Force is we want to be a unity of women and children that keep coming back. It's you know, it's something they need to have fresh in their heart, in their mind, in their body. Um, and it keeps them feeling powerful. So I want everyone who's listening to this to grab your children and your sister and your mom and go to a class and think of doing something like that monthly from now on.
0: Yeah, good good advice. That's right. I did mine, you know, I don't know even know, 20, 30 years ago and you're right, you know, it's um would I remember that now? I don't know. I think that, you know, I'm I'm just a I'm I'm lucky I've got a very strong physical build, you know, and I can pack a punch. But would I remember those moves? No, I don't think I would. So that's really, yeah, really mm-hmm. good advice. So, yeah, love it. Oh, well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me on this. I'm so happy to hear about this and it it's just so neat and so wonderful. I think I've said that about a thousand times. I have a habit of repeating, repeating myself when I get passionate. <laughs> you can say it again (laughs) thank
2: you so much for having me Karen it's been it's been wonderful this hour I've loved talking
0: and sharing with you oh well it's my absolute pleasure and um I look forward to look forward to hearing how it's going so well thank you very much and now you can get back to I think you've got a tanning session coming up now haven't you I do (laughs) (laughs) well I'll, I'll let you go and do that but thanks so much again and we'll chat again soon thank you Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I love Rachel's passion and I love that she's doing that. You know, and it's it's like I said at the very start, sometimes uh, things happen in our lives. You know, a situation happens or an incident occurs and we, we we always do it. You know, we say, oh, this is not right. Somebody should do something about that. And, you know, there's a great meme or saying out there that that, that, that somebody is me. And it just goes to show that, you know, when you're on the right path, when you do step up to do something like that, it, the universe does conspire to make things happen around you. And, you you know it why would we wait for somebody else to do it we always doubt ourselves we always think oh yeah but uh, that's somebody else can do it because somebody's better than me somebody has more skills than me somebody's more qualified than me do you know I, that's a load of crap it really is like there's there's nobody is any better than anybody else do you know if you've got the passion and and you you you' got the determination to make it happen you just start talking to people about it and the right people will come and it's so important and Rachel says it's selfish to hold back if you've got a gift or if you you can make the world a better place for somebody else which includes yourself because when you're helping others uh, you are helping yourself too you feel better about yourself but if you're holding that back it is selfish do you know and why wouldn't you want to live a life where you you're Really, really giving, and you're really, really passionate and loving what you do, and you know you're making a difference. Like, I, like you, 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 why not do that? You know, it's so important. I know I look, I bang on and I bang on about stuff, but oh my God, I'm so passionate about this. If if only, we've only, we all backed ourselves, you know, it. and, and, and I need to take a lesson in that too. There are days when imposter syndrome gets me. In fact, I have imposter syndrome every single day, but I've worked out how to fight through it 90% of the time, you know, but um, I think, you know, as Rachel said, and I've said, and a hundred people have said, everybody says on this podcast, just take one step at a time, take the first step and then the next step will just present itself. So anyway, I really hope this has been inspiring. The last thing I want to say in this is exactly what Rachel said. Um, think about taking a self-defense class and taking your daughter, taking your mum, taking your friend, your sister, and, and and let's, girls, let's get empowered. Let's get on top of this. Let's stop um, violence as much as we can, at least protect ourselves so that we can get away and it doesn't happen. So Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you've enjoyed today and um, I'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.